Another thing that's really interesting about the number sevens is, is, is ohm, uh, this primordial sound of the earth. If you um, really um, talk about this vibration, um, a lot of times uh, this frequency or energy field um, is uh, talked about as um, a 7.83. So there's some stuff that are really interesting called um, uh, I listen to them um, binary beats. Have you heard of binary beats? Yeah. So you can listen to binary beats on um, on uh, like iTunes has it, SoundCloud has it, um, YouTube channels have it. But like you can listen to the hurts of love, not it hurts so good like <laughs> painful hurt h u r t but h e r t z because there's certain resonance so like you know when you hear like oh a dog can hear something that I can't hear that's because it's a certain tone so they say that the vibration of the earth that primordial sound of the earth is om and we say om when we're talking about yoga right o m is how we see it but it actually is written a u m a so it's really fascinating how all these things start breaking down into and correlate with the number of seven um what i want to do for a second before we get any further is to um start talking about like nerves and our systems and show you some interesting pictures okay so please enjoy your food as they say in Italian, they say, mangia che te fa bene, right? <laughs> Eat up, it's really good, so enjoy it. Um, so Western science talks about the central nervous system, the automatic nervous system, the um, sympathetic and the parasympathetic, and the vagus nerve, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit more tomorrow, but mostly today. Um, and then there's the Eastern uh, wisdom system, which talks a lot about the nadis, right? So we've got all of these nadis, those flowing rivers of energy that are in your book, and it's uh, NADI. So they're the line of energy or the paths of the breath through your body. So you can't really see this, and I can pass it around, but it's a copy of something. There are five, yogis believe that there are five values or five pathways of energy through our body. We talk a ton as yoga teachers and as yoga practitioners and as humans about breathing in and breathing out, right? Those are two values, the inhale and the exhale. Now an inhale is like springtime and rebirth. And an exhale is a dying off process or a letting go. And yogis, we call it apanasana, right? Do you, ever, you do apanasana pose. It's also called wind removing pose, right? It's my favorite pose. <laughs> Good, it's friends with happy baby, right? So um, it's, it's really fascinating how the flowing rivers of energy are all tied into the idea of breath work, right? And that is how we get to the eight limb path or tomorrow our discussion on the yoga sutras. Um, and that yoga sutras um, 
um, as it's talking about breath and vayus, also talks about that element of prana, your life force, right? And then the systems in our body help us to be, which was a great word that you shared, all the words you all shared was really good, but systems help us to be in alignment, which offers us a sensory integration practice for focus and clarity, right? So it's really, really interesting. Everything we do is going to lead right to something called meditation. How many of you meditate? How many of you meditated before you practiced yoga? Pretty impressive, right? Because lots of people don't like to put their tush to the kush. But, <laughs> but literally, like us old timers, like that's how I started was I found a book in a bookstore when I was a teenager and I started reading these philosophy books. Like to me, it's the philosophy more than the physical movements. The physical movements are a sensory integration practice that help your nervous system calm down. But yogis believed that alternate nostril breathing, which I'm gonna teach you tonight, could only be done, uh, could, had to be done before meditating so that you were in a more aligned state. Ha and ta, sun and moon, also means right and left, right? It's also about um, finding the balance between the alternate nostrils. So now as I show you these pictures, Maybe it'll be the same thing as when I was a teenager and your brain will go, right? Because this is so cool. There is a huge body-brain connection because of these nerves that move through us. Um, we're over 200 billion neurons and cells, right? We're just tons and tons and tons of these little, we're like, like one little bit off from being a, um, a bacteria. <laughs> pretty much we're just lucky that we took human form but like we're pretty much almost like a bacteria we are not our name we are not our age we are not our opinions and our ideas which is really hard <laughs> to like swallow that pill right um it's not about me or mine but what we need to figure out and as yoga teachers, what we offer people as they're aligning their chakras is we need to be at home in our own skin, liberated from the ego and the causes of suffering, which is all the yoga sutras are going to teach us tomorrow. But the idea of you are not what you think is really, really hard. And that's why life coaching business has become so huge right now. Because they're teaching you something, the same thing that a therapist would be teaching. And yoga, um, the person that is attributed to um, teaching the yoga sutras, I always say is the first therapist. <laughs> because it, that's exactly what we're learning. Liberated to find freedom, to let go of suffering, to see your thoughts as they are, because you are not your thoughts. That's our monkey mind, right? So if we heal and transform the health and well-being and balancing of the nervous system that we're learning about comes from our body-mind connection. So what's interesting about that is that equanimity in the body and the brain is literally a definition of yoga. Our neurotransmitters literally recalibrate us, right? 
you get off the yoga mat and you all said these amazing things about how you felt after yoga, maybe the first time, maybe the hundredth time, maybe the thousandth time, but it always makes you just feel, right? It's like an amp down that crazy show going up here in your mind. But it's teaching you how to reframe your nervous system. And our nervous system, um, just like that picture that's in your little manual that I made, it's made up of a large number of individual cells or neurons, each with a cell body and a long projecting fiber that transmits rapid trains of impulses or signals. So after you take your yoga class, all of a sudden those impulses have slowed down because, and this is from the Cleveland Clinic. Do you ever like research? Research is becoming huge in yoga and data analytics is becoming huge in our culture because of uh, you know the fact that we run on technology now. But yoga has been proven that you stretch, purify, clear toxins, stabilize stress, release muscle tension, and calm your mind because of your release of the central nervous system. So your central nervous system, which yogis thought was like this stuff, helps you, um, it's your powerhouse and communication center of your body. It's what Patanjali used to always say in a lot of the written sutras is that your spine is the blueprint of your essence, right? So if there's something blocked or trapped or you're like having like a brain fart, it's because there's a nervous disorder or disconnect. So your autonomic nervous system is made up of the central nervous system, which is your sympathetic, right? So that's your fight or flight, all the F words, food and stuff like that. That's what people call like your hot, right? That's your um, animal brain, right? So it's interesting when I'm teaching kids about the animal brain, and this is where like um, cortisol comes into play. It's good if you're being chased by a bear, run. So cortisol's good that time, right? But if all of a sudden you're getting stressed out because you're worried that someone doesn't like you or you don't want to eat the food that they're offering at school, so then you get uh, start ruminating and start thinking about, um, oh my God, I'm not going to eat this, I'm going to get in trouble, or you're worried about a test, right? And you can't stop the cycle in your brain. That's when cortisol is bad. If this is your spine and this is your brain, the um you can flip your lid because you're stuck in that animal fight or flight and you have cortisol going through you or you get into a space where you reframe and you start working your um, autonomic nervous system to a place where your vagus nerve kicks in you heard of the vagus nerve your wandering nerve in anatomy right that's a huge thing that happens when we practice yoga in our nervous system but the happy hormones of serotonin that cool you off, that take you into a space at the front of your brain where your anja chakra is, where it opens up insight and it opens up you into higher states of consciousness, is only happens when you're integrated and all your nerves flow freely, right?
so I've already stated that this all comes from breath, right? There's another picture that is in my folder that I'll give you tomorrow, or I'll try and dig it out for you today. But these are um, the Shtanga sequence. <coughs> this was the first like teacher to student written on papyrus, like, here you go, this is what you're supposed to do every day, right? Now, if it's true or not, I don't know, but people say when they practice it, it feels really good and it's helped them. But there was this woman, her name is Jill Bolton Taylor. Yep. Stroke of insight, did you say yep? yep? Yep. You've seen this picture? When you ask a kid, where is your brain in? They do like a karate chop to their brain, right? But actually, our brain doesn't stop at the cranium, at the atlas access point. It goes all the way down to, well, for guys it's their pooper and for girls it's inside our cervix, right? But it's like three fingers below your belly button. There's a ganglion of nerves at the base of your spine. And so that's what we now know as the nervous system, right? But what yogis figured out is that the parasympathetic and the sympathetic affect you in totally different ways and affect your brain areas in different ways. They didn't like dissect people, right? But what they did is they started watching. Why do we practice yoga poses? Why do we stand up tall? So one of the things that um, yoga is so similar to like trees or inanimate objects is because they noticed when the sun shone or sh shine, shone, shine, <laughs> came out, yeah, that, that things moved upwards, right? Like a plant at night sleeps like this, but the sun comes up and they go, and they wake up and they're like super happy. So they started realizing after evaluating human beings how these poses started to allow them to get into higher states of consciousness and be more alert. So that's how they studied parasympathetic and sympathetic. And it's really fascinating when you really see like how much like the nerves affect your body, right? So maybe they make someone run or do something really fast and then look at their eyes. Or they make someone do something really mellow and relaxed. Now they take them and look at MRIs, but then they can see how that affects them. So what they realize is that our nervous system is fascinating. And um, I can pass these handouts around or we can look at them at our next break. But what's so fascinating about them is that what well, well first of all you guys have already studied the spine but can we have a little refresher of the spine what time do you go to breakfast as a yogi five thanks <laughs> <laughs> so there's five um the uh lower um uh, lumbar uh vertebra what time do you have breakfast as a yogi Noon. 
Thank you. Uh, uh, lunch, sorry. So breakfast is five. Yeah, yeah. And lunch, uh, you have lunch at noon, right? So there's 12 thoracic vertebra, okay? Which is the housing system for your central nervous system, okay? So we have a hole inside of our um, spine where all the nerves run through and they kind of go out to different areas, right? So we have breakfast at five, we have lunch at noon, we have dinner at, Seven. yep. And so isn't it fascinating that the cervical spine, right? We have dinner at seven and there's seven here. So when the yogis looked at all of these things, they realized like, oh, this nerve in my uh, T12 goes to this certain um, organ in my body. Science has proven it, right? What's interesting is that these lines of communication as they go through your body... So like a C5 is your vocal cords or your neck glands, or say that like L3 is your sex organs and your bladder and your knee, right? If you look at the way yogis look at this, eliciting emotions body chart, that it, if like L3 and your booty hurts or your like lower stuff hurts, someone's a pain in your ass. And it's anger or insecurity, feeling ungrounded, unstable, right? The same, like, you know, when people say, oh, I have the weight of the world on my shoulders, right? There's like a saying that shoulders are fear or loneliness or sad or remorse. So there's a connection, not only in body-mind to your nervous system, but there's a connection to thought and feelings. And that's a huge thing of what life coaches teach, right? Feel your feels, right? How many of your friends think you're crazy because you're doing yoga? Uh, see, like years ago, everybody was like, oh my God, they think I'm nuts. But now everybody's starting to talk about their feelings. Before, no one really talked about their feelings, but feelings are manifestations of vibrations in your body. Those vibrations are your chakras. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And then it turned up to be just like this that that was your central nervous system that became the seven main intersections of your nadis, which are little flowing rivers of energy. So I'm going to get this one handout for you out just because I want you to see. So this is the yoga poses, just so that you all have that. And you're getting an early handout gift for today. But there's a picture inside of here that shows you how science and yoga finally met. Thank you. 
So in your mindful moments packet. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. If you turn to the picture where it has something called the, um, I can never pronounce it right, the caduceus, caducus, caduceus, the doctor symbol, and right next to it, it's the same thing that yogis believed energy moving up the spine was uncoiling trapped energy, obstructions, blockages, negativity, and opening up so that like two snakes, and we're going to talk about this as we start moving through now this manual, they move up, intersect, it's a dance as they balance, and when they get to the top, which is the ball in the doctor symbol, and then they open up like wings. And that is liberation of the mind. Or what yogis say when you are practicing, what we're going to learn tomorrow through the Yoga Sutras, our ultimate goal is to attain moksha or liberation. <laughs> Isn't that fans fascinating? And we'll talk tomorrow about how, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit today about it because I'm going to share with you a little bit about alternate nostril. So, cool, huh? So... That is my little lecture on how interesting it is how ancient philosophies, ancient thoughts have become now scientifically proven and even appropriated, right? Because if doctors knew that that symbol, which a lot of times they just think comes from the Greek god Hermé. Or they have no idea where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty fascinating. Um, chakras have lots of complexities, and they come out of tantric traditions, um, which are as kundalini based. So we're going to talk about serpents. Anybody is scared of snakes? Yeah, she's got that snake. She's the best. Oh, so I'm not going to freak you out and talk about snakes or anything like that, but um, balancing the energies and um, talking about chakras, um, we always have to talk about how they come out of tantric traditions um, and kundalini, which is a part of yoga philosophy. And when we talk about tantric stuff, it's been misrepresented in our cultures uh, tantric really talks about like um, psychic energies and moving energy and all kinds of cool stuff. It's not about sex the way that a lot of people have kind of represented it as. Yeah. Um, before we move forward, how about um, we do a little um, stand up?